Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Though Podcast NFL picks for week number six. Can't believe we're already there. College football talks and, of course, Major League Baseball playoffs. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Though Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. That's right. Righteous Felon Jerky. You can find more information at RighteousFelon.com. And the promo code to use is STOVE15. That's S-T-O-V-E-1-5. Uh, we'll get you the promo code 15% off your purchase. And uh, hopefully you go try that. I've been trying out several new flavors and have some flavors for my dad to try if it makes it back to Ohio. Uh, <laughs> I'm over. My dad, Dale Stover, joins me again uh, today. How you doing, Dad? Good. Doing good, boy. We're great. A lot of sports going on. Here, of course, we got the hockey started yesterday, and then, of course, we're right into the baseball playoffs, and that's as exciting as we thought it would be. And, of course, NFL, college football, Lion, other things going on, too. So, Yeah, um, I saw the Preds are 0-1 to start off the season, uh, but uh, some fancy nifty goals uh, scored. So uh, there's our hockey talk for the day. Uh, <laughs> presented by Righteous Felon Jerky, RighteousFelon.com, promo code STOW15. Uh, all right. Uh, yes, hockey. I'm sure each week we'll bring you at least a couple seconds of hockey, uh, but we're going to stick primarily to football. And uh, a lot happened this week, Dad. Some major injuries happened as well. Uh, the Dolphins uh, running back who has taken the world by storm, A-Chan, uh, has come in and he is injured. He's out for at least four weeks. Justin Jefferson is out for the time being. Anthony Richardson is out for at least four weeks. Um, a lot of things happening for sure. And amidst all the injuries, Dad, comes the idea of teams that are pretty much out of it now. Minnesota Vikings being one of those. And uh, Kirk Cousins' name continues to pop up in trade rumors as well so a lot lot going on around the league uh there 
Kirk Cousins down as his top receiver in Justin Jefferson. A lot of the conversation has been, at least in the belly up sports world, um, what does this mean for Justin Jefferson? Is he going to play it all this season? Because by the time he's healthy, they might want to just sit him for the rest of the year. Yeah, I, again, I, I don't know. You know, these injuries you know that happened this last week were really big for those teams. Um, but injuries were something that happens um, in football. And again, I think in some cases, these guys will be back a little later on in the season. And again, you know, it's been unpredictable through the first five weeks. So um, you never know what everybody's record's going to be here once we get to week 10, you know, after we get through the first nine games, then it'll take a little more shape. Um, and, you know, it does seem like there's a bigger gap between the good teams and the teams that already look like they're not good and um, looks like could be quite the battle for those top two quarterbacks. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the top quarterback is the one everybody's looking for, Caleb Williams. But after that, you're right. There's another quarterback sitting there, May, from North Carolina. There's Penix that's rising up boards as well. There's several good quarterbacks out there. Um, and the race is definitely there. Uh, a team that desperately needs a quarterback in Carolina Panthers, they're not, they don't have a first round pick this year. They used it and they traded this year, this coming year's pick to move up to get uh, their quarterback who so far hasn't lit it up, but it's still early in his career and that team isn't very good anyways. So I'm not sure if that's a whole lot of nothing around Carolina. Do you think Carolina... Are we still supposed to be patient with their quarterback situation? I would think so. I mean, when you make the pick like you did there and go up to get him, I, I would think so. Again, it's tough for new quarterbacks, even though now, you know, in this day and time, they tend to throw them in there right away. Uh, don't know if that's totally good. But, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't think he'd be anything this year that, you know, I, I think, you know, he'll have a little more time to develop. And who knows, he may look good 40 years over. Uh, one coach saved his job, at least for another week this past week. Uh, the bears winning 40 to 20 over Washington. Eberflus, a rumor has that he was going to be canned after that game. If he lost, he not only pulls out the win, they get a big win. Um, so is Eberflus still your first coach to get fired or does Bill Belichick move into that, that spot? Obviously not, uh, after a 34, nothing loss, but, um, yeah. I don't think it'd be Bill Bill Belichick. We'll see what the Bears do. If the Bears win a couple in the next three or four, you know, he may hang on. Um, but again, I, I think if they were to get, you know, get beat badly again a couple games in a row, um, you know, we'll see. Now, Ron Rivera could be looking at losing his job in Washington. You don't lose to the Bears by 20. Get, let them give up, my goodness, 40 points. Gracious. Uh, Patriots did get shut out, though, 34 to nothing. The Bill Belichick era is not ending on a high note. Um, is this the final year we see coach Bill Belichick, um, or do you think he sticks around longer? No, I think this will probably be the end of it um, here. Like I said, that was really a surprising game in some ways um, with the score. But, um, no, I, I, I would think, you know, he's getting near the end of his career and probably should. Um you know, and see how he can end up there. So um, I, I wouldn't think um, it would go past that and be, you know, interested to see if he still stays in football um, in capacity somewhere. Yeah, I'm wondering if 
he stays the general manager and hires a coach, brings in a coach, um, or if they just make a clean break at the end of the year. Uh, I'm not sure how that'll shake down either. Uh, Broncos lost to the Jets 31-21. How many more games does Russell Wilson start this year? Um, I, I think he keeps being the starter. Um, but we'll see the Broncos are, you know, like I said, they, they're, they're not doing well. And, um, we'll see, we will see. I don't know that they're better off with somebody else. I don't know that Russell Wilson's a whole problem, but we'll see. Well, it's not even about being better off necessarily. I mean, at this point you're looking at might as well just tank and get a good draft pick because Russell Wilson does not look like he's ever going to return to what he once was. Uh, on the season so far this year, he's throwing uh, just about just under 67% completion. He's got just over 1,200 yards. Um, he's got 11 touchdowns and two interceptions, which isn't horrible, of course, as well. But I don't know. It, to me, he's just not the guy. Uh, he's, he's not showing up. He's not leading. He's not playing as a leader which is what he did in Seattle, even though they had those solid defenses. I understand that um, he was, he led and he won games. Uh, he made things happen. He's not doing that in Denver and he's got talent on the offensive side of the ball. I don't know much about his offensive line, uh, but I tell you what, the Broncos look really, really bad. And uh, I mean, one and four is not a good start to the season losing to the jets. That's not great either because the Jets really aren't that good um, either. Speaking of teams that aren't good, at least Dad wants you to think that way. Um, and he was right this week. The Dallas Cowboys get blown out 42-10 to 10 against San Francisco. And I want to first say this. I have believed in San Francisco's defense all along. I did not believe in Brock Purdy. Now, he's got a ton of great weapons. Uh, but I think it's time for me. I've come to a few conclusions. Um, uh, this week. And one of them is I think the 49ers are the front runner in the NFC. I think they're above Philadelphia uh, in that spot. And I think their defense and offense combined makes them super powerful. They demolished Dallas three interceptions against Dak Prescott. Um, they held the run game to, to nothing. Um, that was a, that was a old fashioned butt whooping, honestly <laughs> there. So 49ers undefeated Cowboys, lose their second game of the year, uh, both to NFC West opponents. Um, any thoughts on that game? Well, um, yeah, I was surprised it was as dominant as it was. I did think the 49ers would win. Um, and again, you'd be able to see how Dallas, you know, rebounds from this because I do, it does look like they have a very good team. Um, no doubt about it, but, um, you know, you've lost to the Cardinals, and now you really got, you know, beat up. But like I said, the 49ers are probably by far the class of the NFC right now. And um, so, um, you know, like I said, in the next few weeks here, as we get to the midway point, be interesting to see where everybody, where things kind of shake out. Another conclusion I came to this week was the Green Bay Packers are not going to go to the playoffs. Um, I still like the future for the Packers. The present is looking a little bleak. Uh, the loss to the Raiders, obviously they could have won that game. They're not far off, but the offensive line stinks. Um, the defense, we need a new defensive coordinator. Uh, I still think that. And we got to get healthy uh, as well with Aaron Jones being injured. Does not help the situation either. 
the run game is atrocious when Aaron Jones is not in the game. So um, I've, I'm peacefully at this conclusion. Uh, I like the future of the Green Bay Packers. I like Jordan Love. I like the receivers. I like a lot of the talent we have on defense. But this is just not going to be our year. I thought we could win the division. I don't think that's going to happen now. And I'm okay with it. I'm not mad about it. But I've come to the conclusion the Packers are just not – they're not that team this year. Do you agree with me, or are you still trying to hold out hope that they can turn things around? Well, I, I think it's a little too early to go that far. But, um, I, I, again, they're going. I think they're definitely going to improve. Um, they're going to play better. You know, there's a couple of games they could have won. They maybe could have lost the one, one they did win. Um, again, they, they do need to get healthy. If they get Aaron Jones back, it could look like um, a different team. The defense still kind of up in the air. Didn't play bad last week, but I'm not sure it was against a great team. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, but I, again, they're 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 a young team, and they I think they're they you know they're very positive as far as the attitude is concerned. Um, and again, the NFC, you know, when you're talking about that last playoff spot, it's going to be pretty close. So. Again, I mean, they, they don't want to lose a whole lot more games before they start winning a couple. Uh, but the schedule kind of works in their favor. So, um, you know, we'll see. Jordan Love, I think, has done all right. He did have some – he did have a tough game uh, last week, but he has definitely not been the problem. I think as he gets a little more continuity with the receivers, uh, it can make a big difference quickly. But again, people are going to need to stay healthy. People are going to need to get healthy. I think with the bye week this week, I think the next game at Denver, they should have most everybody there. So we'll see. They should be able to win that game without everybody there. But uh, should have, would have, could have beat the uh, Falcons, could have beat the Raiders, probably should have beat the Raiders as well. Next up is the Broncos following the bye week. Um, Vikings, Rams, Steelers, Chargers, Lions, Chiefs, Giants, Bucks, Panthers, Vikings, Bears. There are some winnable games there, Dad, but I just, I don't know. I'm just coming to the conclusion this ain't the year for it. Um, when I saw, and me and me and the boys watched the game Monday night, um, when I saw Preston Smith covering Devontae Adams, I knew we were, this wasn't the year. That was the sign for me. I said, okay, Preston Smith, it's not where he's supposed to be. And uh, for some reason, they had him in the slot guarding Devontae Adams. Of course, they got beat for 20-some yards uh, on that play. And it's like, well, okay, yep, yep, we're done. Uh, but that's okay. Like I said, I'm not mad about it. Um, I just, that's, I've come to that conclusion uh, at the very least. But I like the future. I'm still positive on the future of the Green Bay Packers and, uh, and excited about what is ahead, needless to say. Um, all right. That's all I plan to talk about for last week. Let's get into this week though. Um, and we'll get into our pick six this week. I've got to pull mine up so I can remember who I picked. Uh, both of us had a rough week last week, only getting two of six. Correct. Um, this was the first week I did not get, uh, at least four games. Correct. So, uh, that kind of stunk. Uh, this is an interesting week when it comes to, cause we're picking six against the spread. We picked the three primetime games. And then we pick three random games of our own choosing. Um, Kansas City and Denver. Uh, it's at Kansas City Thursday night. Denver has been so bad. Uh, Miami put up 70 on Denver. I would assume Kansas City could put up 50 at least. 
and they're only 10 and a half point favorites over the division opponent. Um, but I got Kansas City. I don't like double digit uh, numbers, but I think Kansas City Denver is going to be a blowout. So I go Kansas City in that one. Yes, I'd agree with that. Again, you know, 10 and a half, you always have to look at that. And of course, it is a little bit of a rivalry game, but Denver has been bad. Kansas City seems to have things rolling um, in a lot of ways, and, and it's at Kansas City. So, um, yeah, I, I would think Kansas City could could really put a whooping on them here and definitely can cover the 10 and a half, I think. Yeah, I mean, Denver's defense is so bad. Um, the offense is not good, but the defense is so bad. So Kansas City should be able to score a ton of points. Um, I, I feel pretty comfortable with that one. Sunday night is uh, another big line. You got Buffalo hosting the Giants. 14 and a half points on this one, Dad. Um, Buffalo just comes off a, a loss in London. Um, did not look good in that game. But uh, they're facing against an opponent in the Giants who really have not been good. And Daniel Jones is injured. I, uh, he's out, I believe, for this week also. Um, so interesting. I'm not sure what's going to happen in this one. I'll let you start off with the pick on this one. Yeah. Well, um, again, at first I looked at it and I thought, you know, boy, a little bit of a, you know, both here in New York or whatever, of course it is at Buffalo. But then when I remember that Daniel Jones was hurt, um, I, you know, I think you have to go with Buffalo. I think they can cover this. It is a little bit of a high spread, um, but again, it's at home and they need to rebound from their loss in London. And, um, you know, the fans will be ready. So um, I'll, I'll pick Buffalo. It would have been kind of easy to pick the Giants, you know, not to win, but to cover. But um, I I think Buffalo will be okay. So I'm going the opposite way, Dad. I, I look at it and go, Daniel Jones is out? Oh, well, the, maybe the Giants have a chance to stay in this game. Uh, yeah. Daniel Jones has six interceptions on the year to only two touchdowns. Now, granted, Saquon Barkley's been out, and Daniel Jones has been the leading rusher for this team. But at the end of the day, I think Tyrod Taylor might calm this offense down a little bit, and they might actually have a little bit more success. Now, I still think Buffalo wins, but I'm going to go with the Giants at 14.5-point underdogs in this game uh, and take a shot there with the Giants. Monday night, uh, it's a road home game for Dallas as they play the Chargers. Uh, in L.A., but as we all know, the Chargers have no fans in L.A., so it'll be a home game for Dallas practically when it comes to the crowd aspect of it, and Dallas is two-and-a-half-point favorites. They're coming off an embarrassing loss. To me, this is an easy pick to go with Dallas because I never pick the Chargers because they always fail me, so I'm going to go Dallas Cowboys minus two-and-a-half on Monday night. Well, I knew which way you were going to go on this, and um, I think if the Chargers have any hope in the season, uh, this would be the game to do it. So, again, Dallas should rebound, but um, I'm going to kind of take – I just have a gut feeling on this one. I'm going to take the Chargers uh, with the two and a half. Uh, I'm doing some quick research on the fly here. Uh, let's see here. In 2023. So – the the Chargers, first of all, will always fail you. I mean, always, 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 always fail you. Um, so I think that we have to understand that no matter how good or bad the team is that's playing the Chargers, uh, you just can't pick them uh, because, well, they're going to hurt you um, every single time. 
Let me see if this is what I need here. Uh, all right, 2023 so far. Um, does it tell me? Let's see here. They are two and two this year against the spread. Um, they got their last two games actually they covered against Minnesota and Vegas. Uh, let's see. Here. That's yeah. So, anyways, I don't know. I don't trust. I don't trust the, the Chargers as far as I can throw them. And uh, I'll. I I think that's an easy one for me to go to Dallas. Um, okay, who's game number four on your picks this week? Um, I'm going to take an underdog on this one, but it's a home underdog, and it'll be I'll take Tampa Bay uh, to surprise and upset Detroit. Um, again, you know, I think Tampa has played well. Um, Detroit, you know, has played well too, but at three and a half, um, I, I'm going to, with Tampa being at home, uh, I'll take the Buccaneers. Last week, we picked some of the same games, and I said, I've been good all year, and now I'm picking the same games as you, and I'm falling off. Um, <laughs> I've been on the Baker train all year. I've been trying to tell people. I also picked Tampa, um, and uh, I, I thought about just changing it since you picked it, but I'm going to stick with it. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm just going to stick with it. I got Tampa as well, mine at plus three and a half. Uh, against Detroit at home. They got a solid defense, and the offense has been good too. Detroit is on a high. Someone has to humble them. I think Tampa can do it. Um, so I as well go Tampa. Who's game number five for you? I will take the Bengals, um, favored by two and a half over Seattle. The Bengals are at home. Um, they need to continue. You know, they need to turn things around. Seattle's a, kind of a scary team. You never know how they're going to play. But again, with it being at home, two and a half, I think they can at least win by a field goal. So I'm going to pick the Bengals. I stayed away from this one, uh, but my Jamar Chase pick over Justin Jefferson in fantasy football looked good last week uh, with the three touchdowns from Jamar Chase. Uh, was definitely a, a nice sign to see, uh, hopefully, of things to come for Cincinnati. But they definitely got to get rolling being at home. They need to win that game. Seattle's been solid. That won't be an easy one, but I did not pick that one, Dad. Uh, I'm taking my talents to London. I'm going with the Ravens over the Titans. Ravens three and a half point uh, favorites on the uh, European trail. These games over in Europe in London tend to be uh, ugly. Lots of running, lots of defense, whatever it may be, and that could help Tennessee a little bit. But I love what Baltimore's doing right now. I feel like they're starting to click on all cylinders also. Uh, so I go Baltimore minus three and a half over Tennessee for my fifth game of the week. Uh, game number six for you, Dad. Well, let me back up here on your last pick. To me, it's a little risky picking the London games because it seems like the travel really does affect teams, and you don't really know what's going to happen there. But anyhow, my last one, and I looked and looked at this, and hey, I think I'm yeah. safe, safe on. Uh, let's go back to that. Let's talk about that for a second, though. The one thing that I don't think travel affects is Lamar Jackson's legs. Um, and for that same cause, Derrick Henry's legs, too. So that's why I'm saying it could be good for Tennessee also. Lamar Jackson is the kind of quarterback that I feel like can transition in these games use his legs, and still win games. Uh, but you're right. Anytime you're picking a London game, you had like last week's Jacksonville-Buffalo game, you've got to understand things are weird over there. That's why we left and came to this side of the the, the globe. 
Uh, so, uh, but nonetheless, I, I understand what you're saying. Don't necessarily disagree with you. It is a little scary, but that being said, I trust Lamar Jackson at least this year in this game. All right, game number six for you. Um, well, I wish I'd trusted Lamar Jackson a little more because I have him in the fantasy league and it's been a little scary, but we'll see. Um, the last game, and again, had a look at this one. There were several to choose from, um, but I'm going to take a, a favor, but if they're on the road and that's be the Eagles over the Jets. I really don't think the Jets are very good. And I think the Eagles are. It is six and a half, so they're going to have to win by a touchdown. Um, but again, I'm going to, I looked at them long and hard, and I'm going to go with the Eagles over the Jets for six and a half. I consider that one too, Dad. I agree with you. I think the Jets aren't very good um, overall, at the very least. They got some talented guys, no doubt about it. But um, Philadelphia's good, five and oh, they're going to lose at some point. So I, I get worried about that a little bit. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, I would agree with you. I didn't pick that game, but I would agree with you on that one for my last game. Dad, I had, I had several options here. Um, I really wanted to take Houston, uh, uh, as an underdog against new Orleans. I chose to stay away from that one. New Orleans has a solid defense. I'm going to go with one. They are favorited, but not by society, just in Vegas. Uh, I'm going to go with Minnesota. Two-and-a-half-point favorites over Chicago. Uh, they're on the road in Chicago. Justin Jefferson is out. Uh, it's kind of a crazy move. I'm a little surprised they're still the favorites in Chicago, but uh, I decided to go ahead and go with Minnesota. I think Cousins throws the ball for a bunch of yards this week. I think that the uh, um, Jordan Addison has a big game as a rookie as well. TJ Hawkinson, I think, has a big game also. Uh, the Bears, even though they won 40 to 20 last week, I think that's as good as it gets for them. And I really think Minnesota comes in and wins this game. And so I'm going to go Minnesota. I wish they were the underdogs, but I'm going to go Minnesota at minus two and a half um, over Chicago. You you follow the NFC North, of course. What are your thoughts on that game? Well, I looked at that, and I, that's a risky pick. If I was going to pick it, I'd pick the Bears, and I don't know that I can really do that ever with a good conscience. But, um, <laughs> I, again, if they're going to go on any kind of run, they're at home coming off a big win. The Vikings are struggling. There's no doubt about this. So if the Bears are going to – the Bears, you know, ought to win this one. If they lose – um, and even get beat handily by the Vikings, and I think things go right back south. But I'm um, not sure how this game will go, and if I would have picked it, I probably would have picked the Bears. I think Kirk Cousins. We shouldn't have to learn anything else about Kirk Cousins. We should know who he is by this point. I think we learned something about Kirk Cousins this week. Um, I think he either comes out and plays focused, um, putting everything on the dot. Now, Hawkinson dropped several passes last week. Um, and again, not having Jordan Jefferson. I think we see the ball get spread out a little bit. I think the offense kind of gets refocused a little bit. And I think Minnesota looks looks better this week. They don't have a great defense, um, but Chicago is so bad. Uh, I just, I think, I think Eberflus is done. Um, so I, I think this is going to be an interesting game. And I think this is the kind of game where people look and go, you know what, that Kirk Cousins guy, I think I got to respect him a little bit after this week. And we'll visit this next week to see if I was right about that. But I, I think I think that's where we come to 
um, by the end of this week. Let's talk about the rest of the uh, the week ahead and the games that are on the schedule. Uh, Commanders and Falcons. Falcons three and two on the year. Um, they uh, had a, a close one last week that they were able to pull off again as they beat the Texans by two. Um, Atlanta's winning these close games right now. The Commanders, yikes, looked bad last week. Um, how do you feel this one goes? Yeah, this one's really hard in a lot of ways because, again, I think Washington should rebound a little bit. The Falcons, why I, you know, I kind of like them as a young team. Um, they're three and two, and there's two games they very easily could be one and four. So, um, but you know, they've got things going. The coach has got things going positive, but I, I wouldn't feel, I, I, I can't say I feel comfortable that they're going to um, handle the commanders. Of course, they are at home. Um, Washington needs to rebound or all of a sudden they're going to be one of those teams, you know, in the cellar fighting for the top two or three picks here. Yeah. Which isn't a bad place to be this year. <laughs> so if you're not going to be at the top, you might as well be at the bottom. Uh, I agree. I, I think Falcons win this game being at home. Um, they just, I don't know. They seem a little fresher than what Washington's been looking like as of late. Uh, a game I'm excited for dad is the Gardner Minshew revenge game. As the Colts face off against the Jaguars, uh, the Jaguars come back from two weeks in London, and they're a four-point favorite. Uh, I lean Colts in this one, Dad. I mean, I, th I think the Jaguars have a better team, but Gardner Minshew is one of those guys who can do what he needs to do. They've got some talent, and by the way, just so you're aware, you heard it here. I'm telling everybody right now, you don't pay Jonathan Taylor $14 million a year to have him be the backup to Zach Moss. I know he's coming off of being out and all that kind of stuff and didn't run much last week. It will not be long for Jonathan Taylor to take over this game. Uh, this might even be the game he does, so it still may be an even split this week with Moss because Moss has run the ball really, really well. But you don't pay a guy as much as they're paying Jonathan Taylor to have him back up a guy. So uh, I like the Colts in this one, Dad, and, and I'm a Jaguars believer um, but I like what the Colts are doing this year. So I'm going to go Colts over the Jaguars in that game. Well, I, I like the Colts this year, and I think they're doing well. And Minshew, you know, if you're going to have your top quarterback hurt, he's a, he's probably one of the better backups down the line. But I think the Jaguars are going to really, really be well. You know, at first it was kind of like, well, they're, they're really disappointing. Um, but I, I think they've got a good team. They're at home. Um, so I would have to go with the Jaguars on this one, but this could be a fun game to watch. Um, you know, I'm glad the Colts are going to be, I think the Colts will be competitive this year. Of course, uh, Richardson could be out what six to eight weeks is what I saw. So we'll see. If the travel scares you going to London, it should scare you coming home from London too. And the Jags two weeks in London, I think that's a big deal. Um, and so they get back home seeing family, doing all these other things. And then I, I, I think this is a trap game for, for Jacksonville. Um, Dolphins and Panthers, Dolphins 13 and a half point favorites. Uh, I have no question in my mind the Dolphins win this game. I don't know if it's a 70 to 15 game or not, but um, nonetheless, I think the Dolphins handle the Panthers easily enough. Yes, the Dolphins should control this game, no doubt about it. 49ers and Browns, uh, Browns at home, seven-point underdogs. San Francisco is just, they're that team. Until they get injured, uh, at some point, Kittle or McCaffrey uh, uh, or somebody else is going to get hurt. 
until they do, they're going to be incredibly hard to beat. And it looks like the Browns are without Deshaun Watson again this week. Uh, so to me, this is an easy, easy 49ers win. Yeah, um, you know, the 49ers should win. I'll be interested to see, you know, if, if they blow them out or not, or if it stays relatively close. But yeah, you'd have to pick the 49ers in this one. I do not, uh, I will not, I don't think, be able to watch this game. But it's the game that if I could watch any game this week, it would be this one, Texans and Saints. Texans at home, underdogs uh, in, in at home, one and a half point underdogs. Um, I love what the Texans are doing. C.J. Stroud has been really fun so far this season. The run game has not got going yet. Pierce has not been been solid for them, but C.J. Stroud has been good. Um, I love what they're doing. Don't, don't leave in the Saints right now. Um, I think the Texans win this game, but it does scare me because the Saints are a good defense. That's why I didn't pick it this week. But if I had to watch a game, this is the one I'd watch, Texans and Saints. How about you? Yeah, this is the other game I I, I almost picked. Um, I do think the Texans, I like what they're doing, and uh, I think they'll win. I think they can beat the Saints. We'll see. Mentor faces mentee. Patriots versus Raiders. Uh, Bill Belichick's team, one and four. McDaniels has his team at two and three. Vegas is the three-point favorites at home. Uh, the Patriots are reeling, man. Mac Jones has not been good. Zappi's played the last two games. He's not been great either. The Patriots have not found any kind of rhythm going offensively or defensively. Uh, neither one of us really think the Raiders are much of anything to write home about. But neither are the Patriots. So which way do you go in this game? Um. Yeah, well, this would be one of the games you're definitely not excited to watch. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with this. Um, you would think, you know, the Raiders, but the Raiders aren't really that good either. So, you know, um, you know, and, and sometime Belichick can come back and, you know, be surprising. So I, I really have no idea where this one will go. <laughs> I'll pick the Raiders, but yeah, uh, you, you would have to pay me to watch this game. I would not watch this game for free. Um, that's for sure. Lions and Bucks, we talked about already. I, again, I'm excited about that one. Cardinals and Rams. Cardinals have been an interesting team this year, and so have the Rams too. Uh, they've they've got the rookie receiver that's been phenomenal, uh, but they're only two and three. Cardinals have played tight at one and four to start off this season. Um, Rams are seven point favorites. I I might even consider the Cardinals to cover, but I think the Rams win this game. Uh, any thoughts on that one? Yeah, this is one I really looked at, too, because like you said, I think the Cardinals could cover this. Cardinals have been surprising. They have played um, better, you know, better than you would have thought. And the Rams, you kind of don't know who's going to show up on that, even though, like I said, of course, their wide receivers done great. So you would think the Rams would win at home, but, um, I, you know, I, I don't know. We'll just see what the Cardinals can do. It's been a weird start to the season. Um Let's look at the the teams, and I want you to tell me how many teams in the AFC you think are legit Super Bowl contenders for this season. Um, I think there's three, Miami, Buffalo, and Kansas City. The other ones, listen, Cincinnati could get on a roll and become that way. Baltimore could look better and become that way. But for me, it's just those three, Kansas City, Miami, and Buffalo. How many AFC teams do you think are legit Super Bowl threats? Um, 
I think, you know, probably four because I would throw Cincinnati in there. Um, and again, I think the next two teams you got to look at a little better are Baltimore and Jacksonville. Um, but I don't know where that'll be. Kansas City, definitely. Um, you know, Buffalo, definitely. Um, and Miami, um, same way. So, um, yeah, again, I think, I think there'll be a big division there when we get to the middle of the season. Um, you know, as far as top two or three or four teams um, there and then several fighting for that sixth and seventh spot. Yeah, Cincinnati, like I said, I, I think they can get there. But of their three losses, two of them are division losses, and the third one was a conference loss. So they're, they're, they put themselves in a very tough situation to climb out of this year. In the NFC, Dad, I've only got two teams, Philadelphia and San Francisco, and I think San Francisco is the front runner in that. Um, I mean, there's dark horses and things like that, but I don't look at the Lions, the Cowboys, the Bucks. I don't look at them as legit contenders at this point because I don't think either of them could take out Philadelphia and San Francisco. So I only go two teams in the yeah. NFC. What about you? Yeah, I would agree. I think Philadelphia and San Francisco are definitely the top two teams. Um, you know, no doubt about that. They've got some distance there. And uh, we'd be interested to see who else makes the playoffs because you kind of never know what's going to happen in the playoffs. But right now, definitely those two teams have separated themselves, um, I think, talent-wise from the rest of the pack. Will anybody outside of Baltimore and Detroit be watching the Ravens versus the Lions Super Bowl that happens uh, inevitably at the end of this year? <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how that all shakes down for sure. Um, okay. A reminder, Righteous Felon Jerky. You want to make sure you go check them out. Uh, I posted my Righteous Felon Jerky flavor power ranking this week on Twitter. I still hold fast to the Baby Blues Barbecue, which has actually been rebranded as the Bootleg and Barbecue. Uh, same stuff. Really, really solid uh, there. And then the Soul Survivor I had again this week, a Korean barbecue flavor, is number two now on my list. The Bourbon Franklin came in at number three, and the Teriyaki Balboa at four. You need to go find your new favorite flavor at RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code STOVE15 at checkout. You're going to get 15% off your purchase when you do. Dad, let's go to college football. Before we get into uh, this week's things, we got to start off with the Red River uh, rivalry now. Oklahoma, I watched this game. Uh, Oklahoma takes down Texas, an incredibly fun football game. Um, and I found myself cheering for Oklahoma, even though I picked Texas to go to the playoffs. Um, uh, I found myself cheering for Oklahoma and, uh, congrats to the Sooners and the Sooner Nation, Boomer Sooner. Uh, Oklahoma did it, dad. Uh, did you see any of that game? Yes, I watched most, most, most of the game, and uh, it was a great college football game, no doubt about it. Um, I think Oklahoma proved there for real the way they could come back and keep coming there. I think their quarterback um, is good, and of course they've got you know a good defense. They always have a good offensive line. Um, Texas is a good team too, no doubt about it. I think both these teams are going to be very competitive in the SEC. This will be interesting. But, um, and of course, you know, the transfer portal changes a lot of stuff. But um, those two teams probably aren't going to lose many people, I wouldn't think. Um, but Oklahoma jumped up a lot in the rankings. And we'll see if, if you know, before long they're in a discussion for the playoffs here. Sure. 
Um, UCLA upset Washington State. Notre Dame lost to Louisville. Um, USC pulled out a three-overtime win over Arizona. Didn't see that one happening. Um, Georgia Tech beats Miami on a wild ending where Cristobal chose not to take a knee. They fumble the run, and Georgia Tech ends up with a wild walk-off win there as well. And uh, in case you didn't notice, Georgia's starting to look like Georgia again after uh, two straight weeks of dominance and uh, humbling the Kentucky Wildcats this week as well. A&M hung with Alabama, but Alabama still got the win by six last week. Uh, let's get into week seven, though, Dad. Any games uh, that stick out to you uh, this week in college football? Well, of course, you know, we're interested in the Tennessee A&M game, but the game that sticks out is the Washington-Oregon game. Um, be interested to see there in the West, and that could be, you know, two good quarterbacks there, and I think that'll be a very interesting game. You've got uh, USC and Notre Dame, a lot of tradition there, and, and, and again, um, that could really put USC up in, the, up in the hunt for sure if they can beat Notre Dame. And, um, you know, you've got um, Miami and, and North Carolina, not as big a game. Miami probably ought to win this or um, be kind of interesting because they're going to underachieve some again this year. Um, they could from there. Um, I, you know, UCLA, Oregon State, hard to get too excited about that, but it's two ranked teams, so it could be a good game um, there. You know, like you said, Georgia is starting to look like Georgia again, but um, the Kentucky coach helped us understand why that is. So that was very um, interesting that he went after them on that. Yeah, and he went after a fan too on his weekly radio show. There's, it's been a rough week for Mark Stoops, at least. Dad, I'm going to have you switch over if you don't mind. Uh, we're having some audio issues there, so I'm going to take him off for a second. Uh, but he mentioned all those ranked versus ranked games. North Carolina, Miami is an interesting one for both programs. North Carolina being a 12 seed, uh, 12 rank right now, undefeated. That's a, they they can control that game. They jump into the top 10 probably. Notre Dame coming off the tough loss to Louisville. USC triple overtime to Arizona. One of them has to win the game. Um, so that's an interesting one, of course, as well. Oregon-Washington, by far, is the most entertaining for the weekend. Both 5-0. and uh, It's a 3.30 kickoff. It'll be on ABC. And, uh, and you can watch it there as well. So there's plenty of things to be excited about uh, going on there in that game this week. And, uh, and I think, I think people will like it. I think it'll be a fun game to watch and we'll see kind of Bo Nix, Michael Penix. We'll see which one can, uh, control that game and, uh, which one comes out with the, you know, the better situation at the end of it all. And then the game that I'm really excited about as well is, uh, EKU homecoming hosting Tarleton state this week. Uh, that'll be a fun one on Saturday as well we previewed that on monday's sports stove local hour uh you can go back and watch that episode if you would like as well uh all right dad anything else college football related for this weekend no again you know not necessarily a lot of games um but we're definitely you know pretty much in conference play here but um I, again i think I'm, I'm interested to see the washington oregon game and of course uh see if tennessee can um you know get a big win and jump back up
Uh, let's see here. Major League Baseball. We are in a great time of the year for baseball, but it's been some surprising stuff so far. The Rangers uh, swept the Baltimore Orioles, and they have been scoring all kinds of runs in these playoffs, just like they have all season. The Phillies blew out the Braves today to take a 2-1 lead. The Diamondbacks and Dodgers play later tonight. Arizona leading currently 2 to nothing. Uh, the Dodgers getting swept would be quite the story in Major League Baseball, and it hasn't happened in many, many moons. And then as we're doing this show, Astros are currently leading the Twins 3-2 to two in the bottom of the sixth. Um, Astros with a chance to take the series tonight uh, there. So, Dad, uh, Diamondbacks, Dodgers, uh, D-backs going to sleep them or Dodgers make a run here? Uh, I think the Diamondbacks would sweep them. They're at home. Um, everything would be set up for it. Um, so, yes, I would think the Diamondbacks could. And like you said, it's been interesting. And the talk all year was American League East. That's where a lot of the power was. And all three of those teams are out of it. I'm not sure that any of the three won a game. If they did, not very many. So um, that was probably a real surprise. Of course, Texas has been hot. And it looked like they'd fallen off. Maybe weren't even going to make the playoffs. And then now they're 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 really hot there. And I, I'm sure that'd be an exciting time down in Texas if them and Houston uh, play in the ALCS. Uh, no doubt about it. And the Phillies, um, you know, again, I, I think Atlanta, you know, was the best team, no doubt about it, and probably in baseball. But we knew the Phillies would be a problem. Uh, if they got in it, and I've, I've talked to my Phillies fan a lot here lately, and he's very, very positive that now they're at Philadelphia, that they've got a real good shot here um, at it. And, of course, they really handled them today. So, um, very, yeah, it's, this could be a very interesting um, playoffs. And, uh, you know, the World Series may be kind of predictable who we thought was in it or could could be if Arizona was in it, that would be a real surprise. It would be. It'd be great for Arizona, by the way. Corbin Carroll is a superstar. And if, you, if you're a casual baseball fan, you, you haven't seen him. Uh, so if he makes the World Series, then you get a chance to see him. There's some other young, uh, talented players in Arizona. Um, and honestly, I always cheer for the Dodgers and the Yankees to get beat. Um I don't cheer for the Phillies. I don't really like the Phillies, but they have an incredibly talented roster. They have a better pitching staff than Atlanta has, um, even though Atlanta had the best year of anybody in baseball. Um, we knew it. We talked about it. The Phillies are going to be dangerous, and they are indeed. Um, Houston was my pick before the season started, and and even though those teams in the East had – I mean, Tampa was banged up. They were injured. And so I, I was worried about them. Baltimore's young, inexperienced, and they did not show up for the playoffs. And Toronto has been so bad all year, inconsistent. They haven't been what they needed to be. They had the talent to do it, but they did not win either. Um, Twins are trying to hold on to, to force the game five. I'm not sure they'll be able to. Houston's a tough team, and they're full of veterans who know what they're doing as well. So – I love baseball playoffs. I love the World Series. And, uh, you know, Houston and Texas would be an absolutely phenomenal series to watch. You're right about that. Uh, that'd be a lot of fun uh, down there in Texas. We might have to bring in our friend 
Kevin Wilson, if that's the way the series goes, if he lives down in the Dallas area uh, to see how things are going down there. Um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, anything else, Dad, baseball or sports-related you want to chat about? No, like I said, you know, football's been unpredictable, so we'll see how the NFL does this week. Uh, from there, uh, baseball playoffs, you know, next week will be uh, set up, I guess, for the division series, and we'll see exactly where that's going to go. And um, college football rolling along, so there's a lot of things and a lot of other sports to follow, too. So, um, yeah, great great time of the year here in the fall. And, um, you know, glad to have everybody with us tonight. And, um, you know, just stay with us here, get involved in the pick six, and enjoy yourself. Definitely. And don't forget, as well as the NHL season starting, NBA is now in preseason, Dad. Your Boston Celtics, led by your favorite player, Sam Hauser, uh, currently dominating the 76ers in a preseason game. I know you're going to run and turn that on as soon as we leave uh, here <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, so, <laughs> but uh, basketball's here too. I mean, we're, everything's here. College basketball starts up. Um, high school basketball, I got uh, the team that I coach. We start in two weeks. Is our first game, three weeks. Our first game, November 2nd. Um, so all that's right around the corner too. Tons of stuff going on. Um, a lot of excitement going on as well. Uh, from there. So, um, Dad, I do have some jerky for you. I'll send it home uh, with Mom. She'll be here the next uh, couple weeks. So, um, like I said, as long as she doesn't eat it, uh, then you'll have some jerky coming to you um, as well. But everybody else can get their jersey at RighteousFelon.com. Use that promo code SO15. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. Follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at SportsStove. And uh, if you missed any of the episode, go back and uh, watch the entirety on YouTube or listen wherever you get your podcast, Apple or Spotify or anywhere else as well. Thank you for tuning in to the ninth edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.